welcome to the Let's Talk Autism and Additional Needs podcast. I'm Michelle Davey and here is the ever so on time. Obviously, it's Christelle. <laughs> it's Christelle. Christelle, we've got a new guest. <laughs> All the way from sunny Scotland. That doesn't, that was a really bad, I'm really sorry, Faye, that was a really bad Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from sunny Scotland, now residing in England, we have Faye. Hello, Faye. Hello. Hi, Faye. <laughs> Faye, we're really, really excited to have you on the podcast this week. You are a neurodiverse woman with I neurodiverse am. children. Um, uh, yes, and a barking dog, sorry. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome dog. <laughs> Pets, That's children, anybody's welcome here on the Let's Talk Autism yes. Additional Needs podcast. So we're going to open the floor to you, Faye. Tell us, tell us about your journey so far, um, and we'll get down to the nitty gritty of why you're here as well. <laughs> I have three boys. So they're 17, 16 and 11. Way back when my 11-year-old, my youngest, was about year two, so probably about six or seven years old, he was diagnosed as dyslexic. Sessor at the time had said, there's a possibility I think you might have ADHD. I didn't know a lot about ADHD at the time. We were in the middle of lockdown and actually I began to read up what I now know as hyper-focus and began to read up as much as I could on ADHD to learn what I could about it. Um, So in the midst of his journey, because we're having to fill out so many forms, tick boxes as I was doing the initial assessment forms for him I realized very much that it ticked a lot of boxes for my middle son so I had a word with the GP and he said well it's it's very likely you know it does run in families then going through that Mm. I then realized it was very likely that I was ADHD as well so the GP then that's what I wanted to ask I was going to say is that what led to your uh, diagnosis that you did you recognize a few things and you thought hang on a minute and they did say it can be hereditary so you thought okay let me get myself Mm -hmm. what was really interesting was I realized a lot I recognized a lot but then also because I'd gone down that rabbit warren as we do reading up so much that then started to become I started to see these articles much more on older women when I say older, I mean as in not children. Yes. Um, being diagnosed with ADHD and autism much later in life. And and a lot of it was because they were being this, because the symptoms and the traits weren't exactly the same as boys. It wasn't that for ADHD, it wasn't that naughty boy syndrome. And yeah. I started reading up a bit more on that and recognising myself in every single one of them. And it was like a proper light bulb moment. And mm. um, yeah, it just the more I read, the more I thought, oh, God, yeah. And so I spoke to the GP again. He was brilliant. He sent me through their initial adult screeners for both autism and ADHD. Uh, I scored highly on both of those. So then he's referred me. But, for but how important is it for you to get that diagnosis? Because I know a lot of people ask, OK, when you're younger, it makes sense because especially like when you're in education, which is compulsory, yeah. you know, in this country, um, you, you, you kind of, yeah, you get the you get the help that you need. But as an adult, why is it important for you to get that diagnosis? It's a really interesting one because I think initially I kind of, 
thought it would be fine. And then actually I went through a really bad phase and I went through burnout and I had to have time off work. And that's when it really hit home that that's what it was. And, and that I had to take steps to look after myself, uh, which we'll go into. That was to do with the menopause and mucking about with the symptoms. I think for me, it's it's partially about being able to have that support in the workplace. Although I'm very lucky that I do have a workplace that are really supportive anyway. Um, but I think I think more so in adult women, it's actually just because I think there's still an awful lot of people don't believe and people think it's just, you know, you're making an excuse and so part of it is is validation and part of it is so that you can then be able to have that empowerment to go to your workplace and sort of say, actually, I need this, I need that for me to be able to be the best that I can be. Yes, and have something to kind of back it up as well. Yeah, mm. because this is uh, what led me to actually go for it. And, you know, somebody I was speaking to at the time, quite a few professionals had said to me that they thought I was, did have ADHD. And it was something that yeah. Crystal and I always spoke about before, haven't we, Krista? We kind of always knew yeah. that this was there, but it mm. never really affected me. But it was actually when I spoke to my parents and my mum in particular sort of said, you know when you're going through when it gets to that stage of the menopause and things like that this might be something really that this needs you know looking into a little bit more Mm. and actually this could if people you know the doctors and professionals at that time if you did need help through the menopause and they see that you're ADHD there they've got tools there to treat you differently which I don't really understand at the moment it kind of makes sense in a way to me and I'm happy that that's happened but this is what you've come to speak about, isn't it? The menopause. So yeah. from your point of view with the menopause, tell us a little bit about that and how being a neurodiverse woman, this is perhaps maybe different. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm gonna, I don't know about you, Christelle, but I actually don't know hardly anything about the menopause at all. I, even though yeah, I'm a I woman, really an embarrassingly little amount. I think a lot of women don't know much about menopause. We kind of have heard things here and there. Yeah. So I always make a joke. And every time I'm really, really hot, I always say, oh, I feel like I'm going through menopause. Yeah, that's... That's, one of the, yeah, that's one of the things that I've heard about menopause. So mm. every time I'm hot, I'm just like, yeah, you must, this must be it. But obviously there's a lot more to that, which Faith is going to now tell us about. <laughs> it's, it's really one of those interesting things because I must admit, I started, so I'm, 48 now I started with menopause symptoms I've probably been about 42 and I didn't realize initially that that's what they were I didn't have the common symptoms that we all hear about I didn't have the hot sweats during the day the hot flashes I didn't have the night sweats initially all those kind of really obvious ones I started with things like um I allergies started to get worse so my hay fever started to get a lot worse uh, I started to develop food intolerances that I hadn't had before so for probably a couple of years I didn't realize that that that's initially what it was and it wasn't until I started talking to people and um, friends who I had who were a little bit older and even just we're really lucky now we have quite a few people like Meg's menopause, which now seems to have, you know, faded into obscurity from Davina, but Meg's menopause um, was massive and it started to open up that conversation 
that we never had, like you guys, as you say, you don't know a lot. And so it was starting to read a bit more again about that and realising that that the symptoms could possibly, that was that was what was part of it. And I remember speaking to the doctor at the time and saying, I think I'm going through the menopause. And they were like, oh, no, you're far too young. You're far too young. <laughs> and uh, I think it took three years in total of going back and saying, no, I'm definitely, this is menopause. Uh, no, no, we'll do a blood test, which now they know is because your blood test, literally, you, you get given a blood test to measure your hormone level. Now, that measures your hormone level at one particular point in time. Now, we all know that your hormones, because of periods, are up and down. Mm. And until you go through actual menopause, when you're still in perimenopause, you're still having a period, your hormones are still fluctuating. So if they happen to test your blood test at the wrong time, then it doesn't look like you're in menopause, as they would say. Mm. So, yeah, it took three years, several blood tests, uh, several male doctors. I don't want to stereotype. Uh, <laughs> I like the way um, you emphasize on the male doctors. <laughs> I know, but it really was. It was two male doctors. You know, you can't, you're far too young, your blood test's fine, mm. Then again, in lockdown, I was literally at breaking point by this point. And I was, I, then I began to develop the really common symptoms by this point. So I was having the night. And how long had this been now? So that was about three, four years. Wow. Um, to then get diagnosed. And it was a conversation with uh, a female doctor over the phone, explained how I was feeling explained all the symptoms as I say it, it, it probably was a bit easier because by this point I was having the brain fog mm. I was having the you know the night sweat the um, insomnia it was just it was awful and she just went well clearly you're perimenopausal it's you know and I was uh, she gave me HRT and again it's one of those things I think a lot of people who for you guys I don't know what your understanding of it is but I know my understanding my thought at that point was HRT will cure everything mm. like the woman I've heard about go HRT changed my life it was amazing and so I was expecting this kind of you know it'll be brilliant and maybe part of it was because of the undiagnosed ADHD I don't know but actually HRT did take away the really common things that took away the hot flashes, took away the night sweats immediately. But there's so many symptoms that it never ever changed. And what's it, HRT, what, what does it do? Like, what is its purpose? It's a, it's a tablet, right? Or is it a patch? Or... Yeah, so there's, there's loads of different types of HRT. So initially what you put on is the combined patch. And it, so it replaces the hormones that you lose. When you go into menopause, your estrogen and your progesterone start to lower. And so what HRT is, is it replaces those um, hormones and gets them back to the balance that a woman's body should work at. Right. With ADHD, and say somebody was autistic, how do you think, like, this is... You know, this for any woman, I know that this is a great big thing to happen in every woman's life. So now how, you know, like sensory wise and things like that, I'm just thinking about myself. <laughs> As usual. Um, but I'm just thinking like, you know, fast forward however many years, like hot flashes and that, you know, that would that would irritate me. 
It would. Yeah. I know it's going to irritate yeah. everyone, but I don't yeah. know. I think it'd be the moods and things like that would be hard to manage and, you know. And Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I think for me it was the mood swings. It was the, it was the sleep. I started to really suffer with these really bad um, nightmares, really vivid, vivid nightmares, really quite horrible. Um, I already have mental really nightmares. Yeah, mm. exactly. And all and all it does is it exacerbates it because it's really one of those interesting things. Once you start reading into it, you, for me especially, um, I don't know about you, but I looked back on periods in my life where I'd had those diagnoses of depression, of anxiety, of postnatal depression. And actually, once I looked back on those and looked at where um, your lowering hormone levels are, so puberty, and that exacerbates your ADHD, which we wouldn't have known about at the time. Um, I didn't realise I suffered massive postnatal depression, what I thought was postnatal depression, um, to the point of where uh, I tried to take my own life. It was it got that bad, and actually now reading about it is one of the lowest as well as puberty and menopause one of the points of where um estrogen is lowest is just after childbirth and for the year after childbirth and so i've had um my eldest and then i had my second child 14 months later so i had this complete dip of estrogen and then it just dropped again mm. and that's what bad and so actually it wasn't postnatal depression now we look back and we can see that actually it was the lower um hormones had completely exacerbated the adhd we hadn't realized that's what it was and that's why i was the way i was and the same with menopause and it's all to do with with that and being able to recognize that that's so funny because that's yeah because that was both things that you said about there puberty and Uh, just after I had my youngest son yeah that was when when I was when I t- well, I went to the doctors and they put me on antidepressants yeah they said I was I'm depressed sure. and I said I'm not yeah. depressed I know I'm not depressed I'm anxious I don't know what's going on I was all yeah. over the place and that's when they put me it was about yeah. a year after and that's what I kept saying to him it's a year after I'm, I've been fine and I couldn't yeah, I work that out yeah I was like it's taken too long I, I, I it doesn't feel like postnatal depression because I didn't have it, it you know after Henry it wasn't till after I'd had Freddie till after the levels had dropped so much it was too long for me I exactly the same yeah yeah and I think as well it's there's such a uh, as we say like a stigmatism about talking about these things as well isn't it and even postnatal depression I mean I know that when I had my youngest son it wasn't really I was like I haven't got postnatal depression like because I stereotype that the fact that postnatal depression is not you know and I'll admit this is what I thought is people that don't want their babies that's what I thought it was yeah. I thought mm. the postnatal depression yeah. is people that and there's never that I felt you know I understand why why women go through that and what the chemicals reactions and things like that what's going on with postnatal depression but I always thought that is postnatal depression that you don't want your baby like a long time I was very ignorant to the fact that it could be something else whereas for me it yeah. was that I just continually checked my children like I don't sleep at much anyway but I was up all night long and I was just checking my kids to make sure they were breathing I was counting their breaths I was getting to you know like I was having these set things in my head that to count seven breaths five lots of seven 
it was insanity, like actual insanity. And I remember just breaking down and saying to my husband, and he's like, what are you doing? Why are you awake? And then I told him all this about having to count these breaths. And it was because my youngest son had been rushed um, very quickly into neonatal intensive care because he had sepsis as well. And I think, and then the doctor, I'd met a really nice doctor. She just said, look, I think you've got personal depression. But it was about a year on. But as what you're saying, it kind of makes sense because I was kind of like coming through it then. I thought I'd kind Mm. of battled it through it with my husband. (laughs) This is why it's good to have, you know, someone like yourself on the podcast to talk about these things because as we can see, it's a very important topic that's not much covered. And, you know, these type of conversation really actually could save lives. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, I think for me, coming through it and not realising till sort of being through the menopause and really I, I mean it's such a massive impact it had on my symptoms clearly because up until then apart from you know the episodes that we didn't realise were we manage we're women we and I think that's the biggest thing with women and neurodiversity we neurodivergence we 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 build really good coping strategies and we're really good at masking we don't display the obvious symptoms that a lot of um, doctors look for or a lot of or even parents. You know, I'll admit that when it was brought up with Samuel and the the, um, the assessor for dyslexia sort of said to us, well, I think he might be ADHD. You know, I was still of that mind that ADHD was a sort of naughty little white yeah. boy disease kind of thing to be yeah. that's a horrible Misha we've, we've spoken about that but, before haven't we yeah mm, yeah because yeah, we're saying in school you know we just thought oh you know that boy's well naughty and mm. you know Must we didn't really say that for, we did, yeah but we didn't really say that about the girls you know it's as if and there's loads of girls that are missed and there's also mm. a massive amount of the BAME community that are missed as well I used to fall asleep in class all the time it's ridiculous and they yeah, just put it the inattentiveness, to, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But for me, especially with menopause, I think there is a huge, huge gap of women that have been missed. That yeah, yeah. you're going to get get to menopause and either don't realise they have ADHD, and suddenly mm-hmm. there's this huge shock. Or we can at least having conversations like this with you guys we can get to the stage where that at least before they get to menopause they realize that this is actually going to have a real impact on their symptoms yes. yeah. and put strategies in place to help cope with that while they go through the menopause yeah Definitely. thank you so much Faye if you want to follow Faye and uh follow her tips and all of her advice you're very open aren't you on your Instagram and I know that you're helping a tremendous amount of people Faye is at ADHD uh, underscore menopause underscore and underscore me <laughs> <laughs> not me Faye but yeah. <laughs> oh thank you so much Faye you've thank been amazing you so and thank you for being so honest and so open no problem at all thanks very much bye thank you for having me bye